day is winding down. They're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome back. I'm Chris McCarthy. This is Marcus Farrow. This is South Coast Tonight here in WBSM. We're going to be uh, banting around some more topics tonight. If you'd like to give us a call, you can at 508-996-0500. So, Marcus, we have um, the prospect, possibly, of bringing back happy hour yeah. in Massachusetts. Now, look, I, I have a column on it at WBSM.com. The, um, an initial blush, okay, initial blush I think they ought to bring it back. However, and I'd like to hear other people. No, man. No, no. Believe me, I think there's a lot to discuss here. Yeah, there's a lot of you out there who remember pre 1984, what yeah. it was like before they put it in, they put it in into effect. Michael Dukakis. This is a vestige of Michael Dukakis. The Happy Hour. So, for those of you who don't know, who never learned of it, never been out of state, maybe Happy Hour is is a drink special. When they allow you to do say two for one, so you go into a bar, you get two margaritas for the price of one. So you don't have to drink both of them. Maybe you give one to a friend. But, you know, it's a way to sell more drinks in a compact amount of time. I was talking, it's funny, I was talking with someone tonight who does remember what it was like because they were, they were, they were of drinking age when, when it came, when it was still in effect and they would have 25 cent drinks at Alhambra's, right? You're not allowed to do that anymore. You can't have, you know. My dad, my, my dad, I was going to bring that up. My dad used to specifically tell me about Alhambra's on 177. I used to go there. He said that there was the race the clock thing. (laughs) Yeah. And it was, it was, he even said like, I just don't think this should be, (laughs) I was like, he goes, he said, I, I, you know, back looking back on it, I don't think that was a good idea. Tom, Tommy Kern, who, who owns, um, the, um, the last round mm-hmm. it used to be nine oh eight. He owned Alhambra's, and yep. uh, so That's right. yeah. it was a. We talked um, talk about that. Th- that was a place you know that had that had that. But I've done, you know I've been out of state. You know Florida, they do happy hours, things mm-hmm. like that. It's it's allowed in most other states, um, but it's yeah. part of the um, the crusade against drunk driving, which is certainly a legitimate crusade. Yeah. Uh, they banned happy hours. Here's the thing. Drunk driving uh, laws, like res- regulations and restrictions on drunk driving, have by and large worked really well, uh, too. Right. You know, and so, like, increasing the criminal penalties and, you know, restricting happy hour, things like that, that that, have, that has by and large worked. And um, it's it's just, I just think you're, you, you know, and I, I, the, I know the... Um, the senator who 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 sponsored this, Julian Sear, right. I've had him on my on my show before, my old show before, to talk about uh, mental health issues and stuff like that. He's a really good guy, uh, and he represents an area. He represents in the he represents basically the Outer Cape, Provincetown, down to Barnstable and the islands, right? right? And it's not an area like I spend a lot of time there. It's not I just for for me maybe Provincetown, um, but like the islands. Aren't isn't a particularly like a place where I'd see happy hour happening uh, a lot? Maybe I guess I think maybe uh, maybe I, maybe Oak Bluffs. Think, yeah, yeah Edgar, right. Edgar maybe Oak Bluffs. Now that I'm thinking about I think, it, I, I think um, I think there are plenty of bars on Nantucket that would do it. The reality yeah. of it is is that you um, 
I'm, I bet he's thinking more of his of his some of his Cape Cod bars. Um, yeah, you know, his, his hospitality. Down in Barnstable, maybe, and all right. that. Yeah, right. And he does make the point that now with 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 ride sharing, Uber, you know, Lyft, things like that, that that you have cut down the um, the drunk driving. And the other part of the bill is that you have local control. So you have an opt in. So if this wouldn't change the law statewide, it would just allow a community to opt in to yeah. not allow happy hour, right? So what you have in Boston or, say, Springfield, places like that, would probably be different than what you'd have, say, in Lakeville or Fairhaven, right. you know. But, Marcus, um, one of the things I think would, would happen, we were talking in the last segment about the, the business community, the lobby, things like that. I think you would find that very rapidly everyone would have a happy hour. Yeah. Right? It wouldn't take long before every restaurant says, well, if they can do it over there, why can't we do it, right? Well, that's the thing, too. You're going to have you're gonna have local restaurants. Like, let's say New Bedford allowed it and Fairhaven didn't, right? Right. And then you'd have people like Fairhaven restaurant owners basically saying, like, hey, we're, we can't compete now. Correct. Right? We right. can't compete with, with New Bedford. So right. it's going to have this effect. I get it. It's, you well, know, it's just... I can tell you this, Mark. It's dangerous, man. There was a time... When, oh, in the 90s, early 90s, when New Bedford had a one o'clock closing time on Saturday nights. For some reason, that's what it was, like a, like, like a Britannical blue law, right? Mm-hmm. But Dartmouth didn't. So, yeah. so at around one o'clock or 1230, something like that, or maybe it was 12, I forget now, but it was an hour difference. Everyone would jump in the car, they were in New Bedford, and raced to Miller's home port yeah. in the south end, of, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. south end, familiar, right? Yeah. To get for another hour of drinking, right? And it would yeah. be jammed. And the greatest thing in the world was I happened to be friendly at the time with the guy who was the doorman, and he yeah. would let you in, right? We'd raced, we'd all raced from downtown New Bedford to to this little bar in, in Dartmouth for one more round of drinks, right? Mm-hmm. You could say, "Why would you?" It's irresponsible. Well, just that's what you did, right? Yeah. So I agree with you. You you would have. In places where people moving across that town actually lines. happened in New Bedford too. About fifteen years ago, there was a bar that was arbitrarily forced to close at one o'clock, and so then there was just afterwards a mad rush from after one o'clock to another bar next right. door right. or to a bar like around the corner, right? And right. it was they eventually fixed that right after some nimby people in the community, you know, uh, were uh, you know were fighting about it. But you're right. It, it does. I think that's. I think that's the effect this 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 law is going to have if it, if it comes into effect. It's just to me. It just seems like you're opening the door for just so much debauchery. So, so people understand what one of the things with with these bars is that these happy hours. And again, you'd have to really. It's funny. I was speaking with a legislator tonight about it, but before I came on the air, that 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 he said, look, I'm not opposed to it but i'm not in favor of it i don't know how you would be able to yeah. fix the problems you had before right mm-hmm. once once you open the door to allowing different specials but but that that in mind i do think that there are ways to do it but the problem becomes that people try to slam down as many discounted drinks as they can yeah in the t- before it runs out right right so if you only have 25 cent drinks for two hours you're going to order eight twenty-five cent drinks. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. You know. Yeah. So the um, there are problems possibly with this. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, there were problems in the past. My my question, Marcus, is is you and I never were around for these happy hours, at least not here in Massachusetts. No. So we really can't remember. And it, but 
and that's the other thing about about Senator Sear from from um, the Cape. Yeah, the guy who's proposing from Truro. This. Yeah, he, he and I hate to pull the age thing, but he's only thirty five years old. Yeah, so he doesn't remember. <laughs> neither do I. Yeah, what it was like when. You could slam down twenty five cent drinks for the first two hours. I did see. I did see some. Like there was, there was definitely people in the in in his community that were very supportive of it. Uh, in in uh, in Provincetown, the Outer Cape, for sure. Because I, I see, I follow him on Instagram. I see the post, some of the posts that that were up there. There was definitely people that are supportive of it. So I mean, he wouldn't be doing this if he didn't listen to his constituents first, right? Correct. Correct. It's just. To me, like, like, right, he doesn't remember, I don't remember, you don't remember. It just seems to, and if you remember, we're definitely interested in hearing your opinion at 508-996-0500. That's how you can get on. It just, to me, it just, I feel like you're opening the door for a lot of debauchery when you do it. And, uh, you know, you know me, guys, I'm not that uh, Puritan, right? We thought we did. We thought <laughs> we, you were. Yeah, we, we you know. We I'm thought not, we knew you, Mark. I'm not that Puritan. It's just, it seems like a, it seems like a dangerous prospect to me, honestly. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Let's go to the phones. Good evening. Thanks for holding. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. How are you guys? Good. How you doing, buddy? Good. Good. I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm old enough to remember happy hour. How was it? What about the sad hour the next morning? Oh, please. <laughs> no, you so what do you think but, of this? But but that was when you were young and you could bounce right back up. Right, now yeah. at 64, whoo, I don't bounce back up anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure, but it, hey, that, it was, that was crazy stuff. Because most of the places were buy one, get one free. Alhambra's on Thursday nights was race the clock. But absolutely, that's crazy stuff. Do you guys know who owned Miller's yeah, cabin? I do. It was a okay. He was a selectman right. over there. Very well known, very well liked for many years. Bob Miller. Yeah, Bob Miller. He was on the board of selectmen for years. Yep, yep. Good guy. Good guy. But you're right. Everybody used to run down there like there was no tomorrow. Right. Remember that? And and who owned that before that, when it was south of the border, was Ian Abrams grandfather, Manny Martin. Really? Interesting. <laughs> yep. With with uh, Manny Career. They owned J.B. Lumber. They owned Silmo Syrup. They owned south of the border. Those guys were hustlers back then, man. Ian's that's where Ian gets that work. You know, just saying, it's a hustler now. Yeah. Yep. That's where he gets it from. Because Manny, I knew Manny very well. He was a good friend of mine, and he, uh, him, and uh, Manny Career, man, they hustled back then and started opening up for you know all different kind of businesses. They did well. They did well, but yeah, it's. Uh, Do you think it's a bad happened, idea or, or a good I idea? A, I don't have an opinion on it really. Because I'm at this age now, in all honesty, since I lost a leg, I've, I've had five drinks in the year. That's it. So it doesn't, you know. Right. I'm not 25 no more. No, but you are going to share the rows with these people, you know. I mean, I think I think that's a way to look at it. Like, I, you know, my my days are, are are over for doing that type of stuff too. But I, but I still I'm still out there, you know, and, and right. I'm on the rows with everybody else. So Absolutely. I just wonder that. Yeah, I agree with you. Hundred. Listen, I'll end with this. In 2008, August 31st, my wife and I are coming back from a show at Foxwoods, minding our own business. We got 
coming down the bottom of uh, the bridge, Braggart Bridge, just under the tunnel. We got rear-ended 80 miles an hour Oof. by a drunk female. Rolled us three times. Mm. Myself and my wife are extremely lucky to be here and be alive. Yeah. So oh. I understand about drunk driving. Thanks, Mike. Thanks we'll, so we'll much, Mike. Thank Appreciate you. it. Nicole. That actually happened to me, too, when I was a kid. Uh, yeah, it was on the way back from... Uh, from Boston, I was with another. I was it was my mom, my brother met me, and we were with another family. Car came to hit us. We I remember I was in the car. I remember seeing my friend's face hit the because the car flipped. I remember the whole thing. Oh. I was conscious for it, and then before he became unconscious, um, it was it was quite a thing. It was quite a thing. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred is how you can get in the program. Well, let's go back to the phones. Good evening. Thanks for holding. Uh, good evening, folks. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Um, great topic. I think, you know, this is another overregulated business. What did we see in the last, like, year and a half? We saw businesses allowing people to take mixed drinks home. Yeah. Okay. Right. Did, did everything fall apart? Did we no. see a big, huge <laughs> jump in? No, it, it didn't happen. Right. So I think this is another situation where we're really two generations away from the happy hour you know i was 19 and i'm 57 now so it's the situation has changed so much people are so cognizant of drunk driving laws um and you're always going to there's always going to be a certain percentage of people that drive drunk i don't care if you let them have one drink a day or 50 it's just the way it is right so you know i I get the point of the the safety on the roads but listen it's time to deregulate that The, the beer uh, establishments need to be able to make money, um, and they, you know, they need they need a fair shot at it. And we keep regulating them and not giving them a happy hour and letting them have sales and beers. It, you know, it hurts them, and, yeah. and I don't think it's going to do that much to society. I mean, do you see that either? I mean, no, I. You know what? It's funny because I I missed it too. Just like you know, it was not it was not something that was around for when I was a you know kid. But I, you know, I've been in other states where they have it. Um, it's um, it's a thing that. Like you said, it'll ultimately be on the establishment, right? I mean, if you're going to serve people to excess, you're going to serve them to excess no matter what what the law is, really. Absolutely. Yep, yep. You know, I agree with you. I, do you remember JR's Fast Lane? I do, yeah. yeah. There's a rock club in Providence. So, yeah, Sunday afternoon. They used to do nickel, um, for, for like an hour, they would do nickel uh, screwdrivers. So you oh. could take a dollar, or and they... They'd serve you 20 of them. They'd go right up front. Right. They didn't care. And, you know, it's a, you know it's I'm like, laughing, you but. Never, you know. Well, I don't remember. So. <laughs> it, was a, it was a dollar well spent. Um, but, uh, you know, I just I just think it's let the bars do it. Let it be on the licenses. And if the licenses get out of control, like they do now, if there's a problem now, they call the license holder down. You go down three times. They start wanting to take your license away. The same can happen. It's um, right. It's just uh, t- time to unleash them. But good, good, good conversation. Thank you. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. You know, the call up brings, brings up um, the, 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 the drinks to go outside now, yeah. right? Well, that that was a big big change, but it, it happened. But there's many problems. Uh, yeah, and I'm also not unsympathetic to the point that for the last couple of years, the restaurant industry in particular was incredibly overregulated to right. the point where a lot of lot didn't make it lot didn't and make some it. barely made it right so I, I i i am sympathetic to that like okay okay hey let's 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 reward you know let's give them an opportunity to make some more money right, right. to recoup some of their losses from the pandemic i think that's a i think that's a strong point 508-996-0500 good evening 
Good evening, guys. How are you? My name is Johnny One Note. How you been? Hey, Johnny One Note. Good. How you? How you feeling? Good. Feeling pretty good. Good. Yeah. Good. A little bit better each and every day here. You might barely remember Happy Hour. Oh, I remember Happy Hour. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I don't know. In today's society, uh, it's hard to tell. I know one thing about Happy Hour was I, I was working in a body shop in Freetown at the time. And the owner and I would always go for pots around lunchtime. <laughs> we always ended up at Muldoon's up the north end. And they had uh-huh. Happy Hour, which meant back then what it meant was if you bought one Budweiser, they put another one in front of you. So you always had two beers in front of you. I don't know. We we just we we never worked in the afternoon. <laughs> we, we just we, we could never get back to work after going there for a happy hour. But um, I don't know today. I I don't know how it, I don't know how if if it's done the same way. I mean, if you buy one drink, get one for free. I don't know how it's a winner for the bars. Well, that's what I was saying. So I, I was wondering about Johnny. Yeah, is it I, seems I like know. it seems like really it's a race to the bottom on pricing for, for the for the establishments. Right, right, right. But you know what was worse than um, happy hour? And you guys, I, I know, are probably too young to remember this. But in high school, the drinking age they lowered it to eighteen. Right. Yeah. So, which meant if you were sixteen and you had some hair on your upper lip, you could drink in any bar. Right. Which was even worse was we were in high school. We were taking girls from high school, 14, 15 years. I mean, I kid you not. I'm serious when I'm talking this. We were teenage girls. We were bringing them out to the bars. I mean, we were teenagers, too. Don't get me wrong. I was right. 20 years old bringing teenage girls into a bar. But, uh, you know, they were like two years, two, three years younger than us. And we were all drinking in the bars, man. We were having a good old time. I, I that I don't know. I think that was uh, that was pretty rough because it got me started at a very very early age, and uh, I, I drank a lot in the bars. You know, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. And before I turned twenty one, they turned it. Just as I turned twenty one, they turned it back to twenty one again. Right. I think that was worse than happy hour. I really do. The, the eighteen drinking age is too young. I think because, as you point out, it, it's you're always going to get people below the drinking age, and oh, yeah. below the drinking age of eighteen is a is a is a child. Oh yeah, and and, and you know, but today, see today though, the, the drunk driving laws are way more serious, way more harsh. Um, they check they check IDs. They really didn't check IDs back then in the seventies. They didn't give a crap. You know what I mean? If nobody came in and complained about it, they'd serve you all night long. And if they got caught, you got thrown out of the bar. Today, the, 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 the um, penalties are a lot more harsh. You know what I mean? Right. I'll tell you what's yeah. interesting, Johnny. Begin, and I was having this conversation with, with a member of our delegation because we, we got in this, you know, remember the days, right, when we were all underage, is that mm-hmm. here's something that, that blew my mind. I got a friend of mine. He's got his kids are. Uh, 19 and 20. And, uh, he was telling me that, that his wife said to him, Hey, you're going to have a talk on him because I found a fake ID, right? So yeah. he, so he sits with his son and he, you know, where'd you get it? That type of thing. The kid got it from on the internet. He, I believe he, they were made in China. You sent mm-hmm. him your pictures, everything like that. They sent over these and they even had the holograms on them, right? Yeah. On the yeah. licenses. But here's the funniest, I mean, if, if any of it's funny, my buddy has, he's got a good relationship with his son. He says, you know, your mom told me, about this, and I got to take it from you. And the son says, "That's all right, Dad. I got another one. They send you two, 
<laughs> right. So he yeah. says, well, you got to give me the other one too, right? So the fact of the matter is that the fake IDs now, it's not like when I was a kid, we could make them. It's funny, funny, that kid who was telling me that story, he was the best guy at making them. But it was a lot easier back then. There were no holograms and the licenses in the 80s, things oh, like yeah. that, you know? Be pretty tough today. Look at the uh, COVID cards, the vaccination cards. $40, you can get a vaccination card, you know? And um, I feel bad. Some of the guys I work with, where I work, they actually lost their jobs over that. Right. You know, and I, I, I felt like pulling them aside and telling them, hey, stupid ass, $40, you can save your job. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, but, uh, right. Yeah, it's a few guys that actually lost their jobs over that. It's going to have to be a big reckoning on, on, on a lot of things that happened during the COVID stuff. But, but Johnny, um, the um, what else do you remember about, about Happy Hour? Do you you think was it there was a lot more drinking and driving back then or no? Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah. You know, now I don't know if that this is the time, son. Too, you're talking back in the uh, that was the early eighties. I remember correctly. And, uh, you know, the drinking and driving laws had, just weren't that serious yet. You know what I mean? I mean, t- today, if you get caught, I mean, you know, you, you take your firstborn child. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's going right. to cost you what? It's going to cost you a good what? Eight, ten grand or more to, by the time you're done with it? The lawyer's you know, fees alone. You, if you beat the case, the lawyer's alone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, I would say, uh, I would say it wasn't as big as a concern back then. Uh, that's just my my pin. Now I haven't drank for years, so I kind of uh, I, I don't get in that realm anymore. Right. You know what I mean? But uh, I have had some family members and stuff that have gotten busted, and it's cost them a fortune. You know? Oh, I've known people. I've known people who've gotten busted for it, and it's just it's 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 really not worth it. It's really really no, not worth taking not the risk. Worth it. Exactly, it's not worth it. So. I use willing today, you know, to go out for lunch and sit there and have, you know, two drinks at a time for the next four hours. <laughs> but that, they, they might be. Hey, thanks, Johnny. Thanks for the call. Thanks really for the call. I appreciate it. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. 508-996-0500. 1420-WBSM. And welcome back to South Coast tonight. Welcome back to South Coast tonight. I'm Chris McCarthy. So, Chris, interesting Marcus thing Harrell, about, yeah. so Johnny OneNote was talking about the driver's slice, uh, the, drive, the driving age thing. And I didn't, in case you didn't know, how it came to be that the national drinking age was 21. I, I think do. you know the story. I do. Right? But basically, there was a Supreme Court case called North Dakota v. Dole in 1987. After the National Drinking Age Act, I believe, of 84, states could still states could still put the, make the drinking age whatever they want. So Massachusetts could make the drinking age 18 if they wanted to. Right. But the problem is you'd lose your highway funding. Correct. And so they took this to the Supreme Court. They said it was unconstitutional, violation of the Tenth Amendment states' rights. But what they said was, that the Supreme Court said was, that if it's substantially related to the, the law, like the basically that the federal government can strong arm you into uh, following one of their laws by pulling your funding. Right. If it's substantially, if, if that funding is substantially re- related to the law, basically. Right. And in this case, your highway funding, obviously, you can't survive without your highway funding. Right. And that's obviously related to a national drinking age trying to prevent, uh, you know, drunk drivers and drunk driving deaths and all that. So that's how the drinking age, the national drinking age became 21. That's how it became legally enforceable, just to, in case anybody didn't know. I can, I can, I'll tell you, one, one night I was, um, my car broke down. This is 
couple of years ago, and um, I was up. I was up in the Boston area, and I was. It was, it was Fourth of July weekend, actually. Or, uh, yeah. So anyway, I, I worked in the in the Wellesley area. So I was coming home, and I had a problem. I had an SUV at the time. I had a problem with it. So I'm waiting. I, I this cop came, and he was a Dedham police officer. So Dedham was always. It was really. We, we got talking, right? The the cop and I. He waited with me for the truck to come. So we were talking. He was. He was his last year on the job he's an mm. older guy lieutenant and a really nice guy it turns out we knew a couple of the same people anyway so he was telling me these stories right so he said look back in the olden days right he said back before they started passing drunk driving laws mm-hmm. he said we had a lot of bars in dedham and people would come from the city of boston and come out it's like the suburbs right they would come out he goes and back then of course there was there was the happy hour yeah. right he said back then People didn't drink beer. They drank hard liquor. Yeah. He said, and they drank enormous amounts of it. And he said to me, I'll never forget this quote. He said, we had the most spectacular car accident. Right? <laughs> that was the word he used. He said the most spectacular car accident. Yeah. They'd be hammered. They'd speed demon racing that through Dedham yeah. on the way back to Boston and just getting the most spectacular car accidents. And there's a reason why. So, you know. I can remember about um, listening to um, Doctor Drew. You know, you, you know, with with, with Adam Carolla on, yeah. on Love Line, and they, he was saying that about drugs and alcohol, things like that. But particularly about drugs, he said that a drug becomes popular, then people who see the really negative results stop doing it, and then it loses its 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 appeal for a number of years, yeah. right? Maybe ten, fifteen years. He said until it starts to come around again, and the people who experienced it the last time have forgotten or they're gone, <laughs> yeah, right? right yeah. So the new the new people don't remember the tragic results of their yeah. friends, things like that. And so as this happy hour bill was coming forward, I thought, I wonder if we're in that place, right? Yeah. Where we don't remember, so we don't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we yeah. don't know. But, you know, what, what we're trying to try to do is Mark and I are going to try through the rest of the week to maybe get some bar owners on. Yeah. Some guys that have or owned former restaurants. former bar owners. Right, yeah. former, right, who feel comfortable with having this conversation from their perspective. Right now, you're getting it from one side of the bar stool. Yeah. Let's, let's get it from the other side. I'd be interested in what the numbers are on this thing. 508-996-0500. Good evening. Thanks for holding. Good evening. Chris and Marcus. Hey, hey Bob. Bob. How are you? Good. Well, how, how are you? you doing, buddy? Good. How's your health, Chris? I'm here. So it's a, <laughs> one day up, I'm above ground, Bob. So no, things are going strong. Great. Thank you. Uh, about drinking, I like to tell you a story about my drinking days. Do you remember it? Sure. That's I, <laughs> those well, are the I best. Still, I, I still do it. I still have two glasses of wine every night, and red wine. And my cardiologist says, "Whatever you're doing, keep doing it." Right. Good. <laughs> anyway. Um, I was 15 years old, and we're at my friend's summer cottage at uh, Churchill Shores in, at Long Pond. Yeah, sure. And uh, they were playing Chuggalug. <clears throat> I didn't even know what the hell Chuggalug meant. So they were drinking beers, and uh, the one that could down the quickest was the winner. <laughs> then the loser. <laughs> yeah, right. okay. So, like, like, like an idiot. I tried that, and I couldn't do it. It was like trying to drink a Coca-Cola real quick, you know? Right. Yeah, it just wouldn't go down. So they had a bottle of wine, 
And I tried the wine. I said, hey, this is pretty good. Tastes like grape juice. <clears throat> Let's try this. So like a, like a dope, I downed a great big 102, and I got so blitzed, it was awful. So the entire cottage was spinning around, <laughs> and I couldn't stop it. <laughs> and I started to panic because I had never been that way. <clears throat> so they got me in the car, and they put my head out the window, and they drove about 50 or 60 miles an hour on the old Route 140 to Dell's Drive-In. You probably don't know about that place. No. Well, I never heard of it, right? Well, anyway, it was uh, <clears throat> just um, north, uh, no, south of uh on the left-hand side. It was a drive-in um, restaurant. Okay. And they had these girls that come out all those skates with put the trays on your window and Exonic. all that stuff. And they, these jerk friends of mine that were 17, 16, and I was kind of tall for my age, you know. At 15, I was like six foot two. And uh, anyway, they were pouring black coffee down my throat. They burnt <laughs> the pal out of my mouth, burnt my throat. What a mess I was. Uh, so I ended up, my my brother used to work at this gas station, and it was a 24-hour gas station. He used to do it just part-time, make a few extra bucks. So I went, they brought me there, dropped me off like I was a piece of, uh, piece of meat. And uh, <clears throat> all I did, I had the dry heave so bad that I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I, was sick, I was sick for almost one week. So anyway, I, I, find, I, I couldn't get that. I wasn't getting better. But I went to the doctor, and he says, you OD'd is what you did. Really? Yes. And, I, and you can OD with booze like you can with uh, drugs. Right. I had no idea that I was that stupid, you know. Anyway, uh, on Saturday nights, we, when I got older, we always went to Lincoln Park. Right. Mm. I couldn't smell wine or go near wine for at least 30 years. <laughs> right. But I could drink beer. And uh, we used to get a giant imperial quart of Narragansett. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Sure, Narragansett. Yeah, Make it again, finally. Yeah. Giant imperial quart. They, well, I, they they make um, Narragansett again, but I don't know if they're making the, they don't yeah. make the quartz so much. No. Well, anyway, um, we'd get one of those that we go down the uh, old uh, on New Plainville Road uh, to the old Fall River Road, and we go to Lincoln Park every Saturday night dancing. And without drinking that beer, we would hold the wallpaper up all night long. Right, liquid courage. And, if we downed one of those quarts, it was actually a quart and uh, probably a pint, uh, uh, probably several ounces. Uh, anyway, we would have our beer muscles, and we had enough nerve to ask the girls to dance. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so that's what we used uh, the drinks for in those days. And I could tell you many other stories, but I... Uh, Bob, 
Bob, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. We're going to take a commercial break, but thank you very much. Thanks, Bob. Have a good night. Yeah, sure. There's a lot of stories there's out there. There's a lot of stories. You're, you're like welcome that. to share if you'd like at 508 996 0500. We're going to take a break now and we'll be right back. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris and Marcus here on 1420 WBSM and 99.5 uh, FM. So stay tuned. 1420 W. Um, so, Chris, we've been talking about happy hour, uh, the potential of happy hour returning, what that could mean. And a lot of people are reminiscing about, you know, what happy hour was for them or, or you know, if they if they have their own stories, if they think it's good, if they think it's bad. And uh, 508-996-0500 is how you get, the, get on the phone if you want to talk to us about it. And actually, we have a call on the line now. Good evening. Thanks for holding. Yeah, Chris, Marcus, down up in Stone. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah, no, um, stationed up at Fort Devens, I'd buy a GIQ right. for 65 cents and polish that off to wet my whistle. Uh, the town spa used to have dime beers, and you'd pay a buck and a half for a 12-inch pizza to go along with it. Mm, that's not and, bad. Yeah, no, my, my parents, they, they always let me drink from the youngest stage at home. So when the kids used to get drunk at high school and that, uh, they couldn't understand why I didn't want to go on with them. I says, gee, because I, I drink all the beer I want at home. Right. <laughs> My father would kill me if I drink at home. I'm sorry you know, about that. But yeah. the funniest thing or the strangest thing, my first date with uh, my sweetheart from high school, we went to the uh, basketball game in Boston, the, the, the bean tournament. Okay. Bean pot? Yeah, back in. Oh, no, that's. Bean pot. That... There you go. Yeah. What was the drinking age then, Don? Okay. Pardon? What was the drinking age in 68? I believe it was 21, and then they lowered it to 18, but by then I was already 21, so I think it was the early 70s they okay. dropped it down. But take uh, dropped the kids off. Uh, there was six of us that went in, so me and my girlfriend went out for a ride. We turns up onto Bay Road in Sharon, and people are running out in the street, and they're, they're telling me to slow down. I see a telephone pole hanging over my head. I go, oh, my God, there was an accident. Three idiots from Stoughton High were out drinking. One of them got killed because he wasn't strapped in. He hit the, the pole of the tree. The driver's door bounced open. He partially fell out, and he hit another tree, and the door closed on him, crushing him and killing him. Wow. But, yes, very first date. <laughs> drinking and driving, yeah. No, it was... It was kind of weird, but yeah, no, there were there were a lot more accidents back uh, in the seventies and that. But then again, too, if you were a townie, usually the cops would drive you home. Well, that's 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 a, that's a good point, Don. I'm, I can remember when um, really nobody got arrested for drunk driving. I can yeah. remember that. Yeah, um, yeah, the, exactly. You know, the fact of the matter was that people did it. And it was really not that big of a deal. Look, if you remember back to when um, George Bush was running for president, George W. Bush, he had been arrested up in Algonquin, Maine, I think, like that. One of the neighborhood, right? And and it was just, it was just a, it was just like a civil thing, really. It was no, you know, it was no big deal, really. Um, Today, you, you know, he would have been in serious trouble. Um, They just, they didn't really, and if they, like as you said, Don. If you had to get really, you had to really do something to get arrested, or, or that it was a continuous problem. No, I mean, I had some friends that were police officers here in Stoughton and other towns, and, you know, they, they would tell me the stories, you know, oh, do you remember so-and-so from high school? Yeah, I got a little pie-eye the other night, so we threw him in the back of the cruiser, drove him home, held on to his keys so that he'd come by and pick him up later, or his wife, or whatever. So, yeah, but uh, today, man, uh, Jikas, they, they really bust your chops, and... uh 
Gosh, I don't know what the future is going to hold with all the fentanyl and everything else that's coming across the border. Well, let me that, ask. That scares me. Well, let me ask you a question, Don. Would Would you like to see him return to happy hour? Possibly. Right. Possibly. Because I, I think I, now with, with the laws the way they are, um, they're not going to they're not going to reduce the drunk driving laws, and the police aren't going to any you know go back to the ways of not really enforcing. So I wonder yeah, if it's no, maybe manageable. On the on the happy hours, I wouldn't allow it for the younger audience. I'd I'd, I'd probably raise the age to thirty or thirty five. A little more responsible then. But uh, the young kids, if they're living at home and that, they're only twenty one years old, twenty two, twenty three. Uh, they 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 may not have the mature mind to understand what the heck's going on. Hey, thanks for the call, Don. I appreciate it. The, All uh, right, guys, take the, care. You know, I think I think. Um, it's a, it's a it's a broader question, but I wonder if 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 um, and it's not on the table, but about um, raising the drinking age. I you know, <laughs> I remember no. my dad telling it's me on the table. So I can remember my dad telling me that at one point the drinking age being eighteen, when he was a teacher, um, you'd go to the prom, you know, the, and um, the kids would be drinking, le- legitimately drinking. Yeah, know? right. It's not not like my prom where we were drinking, but Same. we weren't supposed to be right? <laughs> because the, the drinking age is twenty one. Yeah. But, but when the drinking age is eighteen, as Johnny One Note said, when it was eighteen, it was already you know it, it, it's it's let it slide. You get, right. you, get you get you know people much younger are, are getting alcohol. Um, so I think that the 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 danger of this because I cause again as I said I haven't lived through a happy hour. Um, but is that the race the clock, right? That the, mm-hmm. the, the drinks for, for are twenty five cents for the next two hours. So you got to drink as many as you can, right. right? So that gets people drinking more alcohol than they would. Because I was thinking to myself, well, what's the big deal if it's two for one? If I'm not going to have two, I wasn't going to have two anyway, right? Right. But when it, but I understand now when they're saying that, yeah, but they're twenty five cents for the next two hours. Yeah. Then you are buying them, right? You are maybe going to buy them, try to try to drink them down, you know, that type of thing. Which is then the, the person's drinking more alcohol maybe than they would have intended to when they first went out, you know. And then as we all know, anyone's ever had a drink knows that it makes you less inhibited. I mean, it just does. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's the fun of it, right? That's why it's happy That's why people do it. Right? Yeah. So the, um, the fact of the matter is, is what you set out to do when you were sober may not be what you do right. once you've had a few drinks. So 508-996-0500. I do wonder um, what... What's going to happen with this? Because Charlie Baker has indicated, and Marcus, you and I have talked about this. The legislature is legislature is letting the clock sort of run out. They, they are, are giving Baker. Yeah, they are. The power. I mean, they are. They the, they did give him the budget in time for his ten day like you know whatever window. But who's to say he isn't going to just sit on it until like you know midnight and wait everybody out till right. they go home? They really are. They really have like. Um, they really have one up against the clock and there's, so that means there's undoubtedly going to be things I think that are going to have to be taken up next session, which is going to be under, uh, attorney general Healy. Right. So in all likelihood it will be. Yeah. The, um, Charlie Baker has indicated he's not in favor. Yeah, I was just going to say this. I didn't know your. I didn't know what you were going to say about Charlie Baker's uh, position on this, but he'd just strike me as somebody who wouldn't be in favor of this. Right. 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 Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I think that they're going to, if he's not in favor of it, it's probably not going to happen this session, right? right? They don't have a veto-proof majority in this, I'm sure. No, it it hasn't. You know, it, it's, it strikes me um, that this is more of a trial balloon, right? Mm-hmm. That Julian Sear, the Cape and Island senator, is putting it forward, seeing where does it go, and yeah. um, and seeing if he can get 
you know, any is there any momentum for it? Is anybody and, looking for it? And, and and he's he's a he's a pretty effective uh, legislator. I, I mean, I, I had him on uh, last winter to talk about the Mental Health ABC Act, which is a sweeping uh, mental health um, bill that he he stewarded through uh, both chambers of of Beacon Hill. So he he definitely knows what he's doing. So we'll we'll, we'll see we'll see how this uh, we'll we'll see how this goes. But I I anticipate that this is probably going to be something that. You're going to see, if anybody, you're going to see um, a Governor Healy or maybe Doty or maybe Deal uh, sign in uh, in January. You think they're in favor? I, I don't know if they're in favor. I don't know if more Healy's in favor of right. it, honestly. But I'm saying if it's going to be signed, if it's going to be made law, it's not going to be made law by Charlie Baker. There's just right. not enough time. Right. And I don't think they have, I don't think the majority he's going to have in the... And I don't think the majority to, to pass this on, in both chambers is going to be veto-proof. Right, right. I just, I don't see it. And he's indicated that, he, what did he say? He said something along the lines of, of um, he doesn't really see, he remembers what it was like. Mm-hmm. Right? And he remembers, he's 65, so. Yeah, or, he remem- yeah. yeah, he remembers that they had, what did he say, a lot, you know, basically there, there were a lot of really serious car accidents, you know. Right. And that this was part of it, and he, and. You know when when is this going to be a campaign issue? I wonder. Right during the during the gubernatorial race, is this something that's going to be brought up? And are they going to are is either um, Healy or Doty or Deal going to have to take a position on this? And is that position going to be you know whatever they think is more favorable to the electorate? What you know what's going to um, and I think that I think that position would be to be supportive of it, honestly. Yeah, I think that you know it's it's kind of funny because the, one of the callers brought up the um, the drinks, right? The fact that you can serve a drink to go now. Yeah, you know. And um, have you tried? I haven't tried that. I haven't done it. I know people have done that. They take out that they get like cocktails, right? Or like scorpion bowls to go, right? Um, I, I haven't done it. So I haven't done it here. The first place and only place I ever saw it done was Texas. Right. Mm-hmm. We were down in Texas. I did do it in Texas. Did you? Yeah, yeah. In Texas, me, me and uh, me and my buddies went through like not a drive through. That's but what I went to. Yeah, it was a drive through. Okay. Yeah, 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 it was a drive through. Do you remember what they did? See, I remember. It what was they did. it was it was drive it was like drive through margaritas. Yes. Yeah. So so what they do in Texas is very interesting, and I I wouldn't I don't know if I would have even noticed except someone told me, and, it's, and we went for this reason, um, is that they put a piece of tape over the top of the, the lid. And and they give it to you like that with a straw on the side, and when you pull the tape off, it's it's now it's an open beverage. But when they serve it to you, it has a piece of tape over the pot with a straw. Goes I don't in. remember the tape, so I it's just, not so it's not an open beverage. That's how they beat the law. I don't remember the tape. I do remember the. I just do remember going through like a drive-through, uh, Mark's place. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. We're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. I'm Chris McCarthy. We have Marcus Farrow here as well. And you can join the program at 508 996 We've been kicking around the idea that um, Massachusetts is kicking around the idea of returning to it's party time. Hour. It's party time, right? <laughs> I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that <clears throat> during the pandemic, they went to, they, they illegalized they legalized the fact that you can get a mixed drink or a beer or whatever yeah. and leave, a, leave an establishment. Yeah. Is, is anyone out there using that service now? I haven't used it yet, Mark. I haven't either. either. Um, I've done it in other states. Um, 
really as a kick, you know, just because they, we were in Texas and they said, yeah. you got to do this while you're here, right? Yeah. The margarita didn't taste any different. Texas was, is a fun place. Texas is a good state. I yeah. like it. I do like Texas. The people there are really, you know, they're extraordinarily nice. They really are. I mean, to the point where it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm like, what do you, do you want something? I, I had a, I went to, um, I went to a Buffalo burger place with my buddies and we had a Buffalo burger and the guy comes out and goes, he goes, how was it? I'm like, that was the best burger I ever had. He goes, I am so glad to hear that. Right? And he <laughs> like, meant it. Oh, my God. And he meant it. And then he's like, hey, you have a good day now. I'm like, all right, what do you want? Right? Right? <laughs> right? I thought every girl in Texas liked me. But yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, until I realized yeah. they're, they're like this to everybody. They're, they are. Right? Yeah. It was, um, they, they, I went to this outdoor festival in, in, um, in Fort Worth where Robert Cray was playing. And Robert Cray was a big hit, Cray. Yep. big hit in the 80s. I actually saw him at Great Woods. But the, um, you could get beverages and drink outside on the sidewalk, but they weren't, they were alcohol, but they were all a fermented be- beverage. They weren't, yeah. there wasn't, there wasn't like tequila in there. It was a very, it was strange. They have, they have different liquor laws like the, than we yeah. do, you know? So one of the parts of, 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 of this law is, is it will allow each city or town to opt in Therefore, not do it, right? Um, and then customize it. Yeah. So, what you might want to do, you, you, you listed problems. 